You're listening to episode 97 of the Mud Stories podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you inspiration in your muddiest moments, hope to make it through your mud, and encouragement for you to know that you are never, ever alone. Welcome to the Mud Stories Podcast. My name is Jackie Watkins, your host, and I'm so thankful that you're here with me today because we're going to talk just you and me about some mud that I've personally been facing and I have a hunch that it might be something you're facing too. So today we're going to talk about how to fight against resistance in our lives and procrastination when we're prone to put the things off that we know we need to get done. And I think this is a universal struggle and I think it's not something that is easy to get over or easy to work through. And so I have been investigating how to conquer this, hoping and wishing I could find the amazing answer that would solve this issue of mud in my own life. And I wanted to share some thoughts with you about what I'm discovering along the way and some encouragement for you if you're facing resistance or you struggle with procrastination in your life. So what is that thing that you've been putting off in your life? I'm guessing there's one, maybe two, or even more things that you've been putting off just like me. Maybe it's a big project or task that you know you need to accomplish, or maybe it's a way you've been meaning to offer service to someone, or a calling that you feel called to that's been nagging at you for a long time. Um, Maybe you've needed to clean out your closet like me or write that letter to someone that you care about. Maybe you need to make an appointment or apply for that job you've been dreaming of or check out new cities to live in. Maybe you need to reach out to a new friend or maybe you have needed to shop for back to school things. Like me, I will confess, this is the third week it's been on my list, and if you all have already gotten back to school, kudos to you that you have gotten it all done. It is still on my list, rolled over, but I digress. I am going to get it done after I preach to myself in this podcast episode. Maybe you've been putting off those moments of playing with your kids and just being more present over perfect like we talked about last week. Maybe you need to take a big leap and actually write that book proposal for that book that you've dreamed of writing or start that club that you've wanted to lead uh, and connect with those people that you want to connect with and just send that invitation. Maybe it's more internal things like you you know you need to confess a hurt or make that really hard phone call. Maybe You need to start a garden or organize your office or reconcile with a long lost friend. Whatever it is, we all have that thing that we've been wanting to do that we've been writing on our list for months and we know that it matters and we understand theoretically that it would make us feel better if it was just done 
And yet we agonize over the fact that we haven't started it and we haven't gotten to it and it's still on our list and we're crossing it off this week and rewriting it on next week's list if we're even organized enough to have a list at all. And I must confess, sometimes I don't even actually have a list. It's just even worse then because it's all in the fuzzy nooks and crannies of your brain and it's distracting and prevents us from living the fullness of the life that we know we want to live. So for me personally, for over a year and a half, I have wanted to create an online course. It's been a dream of mine to be able to connect in a more intimate community, to be able to have video interaction, live um, video interaction, a private Facebook group, and just developing community where we could share with one another about learning about a particular thing, struggling through a particular area of mud, and learning together. And it's a goal that has hung over my head. And I have spent countless hours reading about how to do it, watching others create online courses, attending workshops and webinars to learn about how to put them together and how to format them and the technology that's behind them. And over and over again, I have found I have been letting excuses get in my way. Maybe you can relate to the fact that we all have excuses, and those excuses sometimes become rationalizations as to why we're not getting done what we know we want to get done, what we know we need to get done, and what we know is a passion that has been driving us all along. So for me, you know, creating an online course is kind of scary because you put yourself out there. You would be actually selling something, of, you know, because it costs to put something like that together. And so the excuses for me have been long, a long list of excuses, having not enough time, maybe it being too expensive, too challenging to figure out the technology. And then I've gone into those places where we start to have self-doubt, where we tend to question our own selves, like, who am I to offer something like that to anyone anyway? What could I possibly offer or teach that anyone would want to buy? And what does it matter to the world if I don't do it anyway? And those types of feelings, I've come to understand and recognize those excuses, those rationalizations can be summed up by the word resistance and also by the word fear. And because of resistance and because of fear, it's been an obstacle for me to do the work that I've been called to do. Now, I'm specifically telling you my story about an online course, but all the list of things that I offered in the, you know, before that, those things that might be on your list, I'm guessing you have your own excuses too. You have your own reasons why you can't get accomplished what you long and desire to accomplish. Maybe you think that it is a whim of an idea or it's like a caveat to life. It's just an optional passion of yours that really isn't um, worth spending the time on. Whatever it is, I'm guessing you have excuses and you have rationalizations too. And those excuses and rationalizations and the resistance and that thing that's been hanging over my head that I've wanted to do and the thing that's hanging over your head that you've wanted to do, it has become sort of like a low pedal tone under all of my days. You know, growing up in church, 
there was an organ in my church and it had all these pedals that you would play with your feet and the very, very lowest tones of the organ sort of even produced a rumble when they were played. And that's how I imagine this resistance, these things on our list that we need to get done, but yet there's something holding us back from getting them done. It acts as like a slow rumble in our soul, a low pedal tone, and it just always is hanging over our heads. Now, many of you know I took an online marketing and business course this summer, which I was steady and committed to and consistent with all the way up until our trip to Alaska, and then two weeks of vacation wreaked havoc on my productivity and my progress. And since coming back with kids home and school prep to do and back to the grind with working at the hospital and all the things... It's been a lot of resistance to overcome to get back on track, back on the path. I know back in June, I think I told you all that this online course of connecting with your teen was coming and it is coming. It's over halfway done, but it's this resistance towards the end. And this is what I want to talk to you about today because I've been reading this awesome book. Maybe you've read it. It was my first time to read it. It's a book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And it's a book about this thing called resistance. It's a book about how to overcome and break through the blocks that we face to win our inner battles of accomplishing those things that we dream about, those things that are our calling. He writes specifically about writing and people who are writers, but I think it can apply to any of us, no matter what it is we have on our to-do list. So I wanted to read to you a little bit from his introduction because he says it so much better than I could paraphrase it. He writes, most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. Have you ever brought home a treadmill and let it gather dust in the attic? Ever quit a diet, a course of yoga, a meditation practice? Have you ever bailed out on a call to embark upon a spiritual practice, dedicate yourself to a humanitarian calling, commit your life to the service of others? Have you ever wanted to be a mother, a doctor, an advocate for the weak and helpless, to run for office, crusade for the planet, campaign for world peace, or to preserve the environment? Late at night, have you experienced a vision of the person you might become, the work you could accomplish, the realized being you were meant to be? Are you a writer who doesn't write, a painter who doesn't paint, an entrepreneur who never starts a venture? Then you know what resistance is. And that's how I'd felt. That's how I've been feeling you know, about the online course, but about so many other things that are on my list as well. Disappointed in myself, wishing I could be more, um, to make something that matters, something that's important, something beyond um, just the mundane tasks that are assigned to me. And I began as I, you know, rationalized and made excuses why I didn't continue in the pursuit and doing the hard work because a lot of times, Getting things done on our list, it is just plain hard work. And there are so many things that stand in our way of just starting, just deciding to tackle that drawer that's needed to be organized or that closet that's a disaster or those boxes we haven't unpacked or those clothes we've cleaned out of the kids' drawers that we haven't organized and taken to goodwill. I mean, name 
so many things that it could be in your own life, but we all face this you know, discrepancy between what we want to be and what we currently are as far as what we're getting done and what we're accomplishing and what we want to offer to the world. And here's what we need to understand about resistance, because he writes so much in this book. And I will say, if you end up getting this book, you must know there is some language in this book that you may not prefer to read. But overall, the point that he makes within the book about resistance is so true and it rings so true to what I've been facing and I think what you are facing that I wanted to bring it to your attention and recommend it. You know, resistance is something that's invisible. It's like the wind. We can't really feel it. but we certainly know it's there and it holds us back. And it's not based on outside circumstances or the excuses or rationalizations that we create. Really, the truth of the matter is that this resistance, our procrastination, is coming from within. It's self-generated and self-perpetuated. And if we're honest and real, we really at the root of it are the cause of not getting done what it is that we are called, that we're created to do. And resistance feeds on these excuses and rationalizations and actual distractions to keep us from getting the work done, from to keep us from getting done what it is that we are passionate about, that we know will be so freeing and so wonderful if we actually just sit down and get to the work. But it's so much easier to enjoy some instant gratification and avoid getting to whatever it is that's on our list. So he talks about how sometimes we are prone to just create trouble or live in drama because that's easier than doing the hard work of what it is to achieve our calling. And, you know, a lot of times we will turn to numbing activities, maybe scrolling through social media, you know, at one extreme or at the other extreme, maybe addiction or alcoholism or, you know, overeating or whatever it is that numbs us out and keeps us from facing the fear we have of actually being or becoming who we long to be inside, who we know we could be if we put ourselves out there. You know, I became distracted by, you know, research. I went into research mode. How do I make an online course? What are all the options out there? What are the platforms I could use? What is the technology I can use? How much does it cost? How am I going to save up to create this online course? And what kind of resources would I want to offer? What am I equipped to offer? What could I go out on a limb and, and be willing to offer? And I spent so much time distracted going from webinar to webinar to course to article to, you know, uh, Facebook live video post that someone was talking about it or whatever. And just ad nauseum doing all this research about how to do it. And did I just sit down and pull the trigger and do it? No, it took me until this summer to actually pull the trigger and make an outline and decide no matter what, I'm going to face my fear and put myself out there. You know, resistance, this 
thing we feel that's like the wind that we're leaning into that we can feel but we can't see, it is a liar. It tells us that we're not good enough, that we're not worthy enough, that we're not smart enough, that we're not efficient enough, that we don't have enough time. Whatever it is, it lies to us. And this lying often manifests itself in our procrastination. And so procrastination, I know in times throughout my life, and I'm guessing in times in your life, has become a habit that we lean on and is just our default. And it tends to increase when the task is even more important to us. It's like the more important something is to get done, it seems like it becomes even harder to get it done, to check it off our list, to actually sit down and do the work. And I think a lot of that is related to fear. And that leads to all the inside internal things of identity that are so hard for us to go there and deal with. You know, we've talked about this a lot in some of the previous episodes. I know Krista Black Gifford um, talked about how we need to lean into those hurts and the pain that's deep inside where we are and those insecurities and inadequacies. And a lot of times that's the work that's on our list that we need to do. The work of internal healing of our heart, the wholeness that God wants to bring if we would just face and lean into and run into our pain and sort it out as if we're organizing a closet, but we're organizing the crevices of our heart. Some of us need to do that hard work. Whatever it is that you find on your list today, whatever mud it is that you're facing, that you're procrastinating in, that's keeping you from becoming who it is that you feel called to be, you need to know that resistance is always going to increase with the importance of your task. And it's always going to be there. Resistance is never going to relent. It's never going to end. Each and every day, it's going to be a battle. And, you know, the purpose of why resistance exists is actually to prevent us from doing our work, from doing whatever it is. It wants to kill our dream. It wants to end our calling. And we need to become more aware of what resistance is in our lives. And we need to face it like it's a war. And that's why he's titled this book, The War of Art, because anything we want to create or become or accomplish or do, it's like the art in our lives. And it is war out right war to face the resistance in our lives. But I think half the battle is recognizing that we actually have resistance, that it's not a sum of the excuses. It's not a sum of the rationalizations that we create. And it's not the distractions. It's actually resistance that's our enemy. And we are at war. And we need to wake up and decide that we're going to fight a battle with it every single day. And it is a universal battle. All of us struggle with this. And if we're tempted to think that we're alone, that, you know, we look over and compare one person seems to be getting so much done and they seem to have so much time. And why can't I have enough time to get all the things done that they get done? You know, we fall into that comparison trap. I know we've talked about that on previous episodes too, comparing ourselves to others and leading to this downward spiral of lack of confidence and lack of, um, you know, perseverance to get through what it is that we're called to do. It's all war and we need to see it for what it is. Now, 
If you're wondering if you have resistance in your life, which at this point, I'm guessing you are not wondering, but if you are on the fence and wondering, let me explain to you a few things that he shares that are symptoms. So on page 38, if you have the book, he talks about criticism. And this really, really struck a chord with me. He says, if you find yourself criticizing other people, you're probably doing it out of resistance. When we see others beginning to live their authentic selves, it drives us crazy if we have not lived out our own. Individuals who are realized in their own lives almost never criticize others. If they speak at all, it is to offer encouragement. Watch yourself. Of all the manifestations of resistance, most only harm ourselves and criticism and cruelty harm others as well. I thought that was amazing because if you find yourself being critical of other people, I think it's so self-aware if we stop and realize, wow, I'm feeling critical inside. Like I'm in my thoughts criticizing what it is that they're doing or saying. And if we stop and think to ourselves, wow, I wonder if really what's under that is I wish that I actually was living out my own form of what it is they're doing. I wish I was taking the time for my own self-care. I wish I was checking off my to-do list. I wish I was spending more time with my children. I wish I wasn't working full-time. I wish I had more time to invest in the community. I wish I was connecting with God like they are. I wish, you know, on and on we could go. I wish I. I'm wondering if we could stop when we feel critical and think to ourselves, this isn't about them at all. This is about me. This is about what it is I might want. And may it be a sign to us of resistance, a sign that this is what we need to go toward instead of go away. Because a critical spirit is one that pulls away and polarizes and judges. And, you know, scripture tells us judging and criticizing is not helpful and it's not useful and it's not profitable and it's not something we want to do. But how much better than just obeying a list of rules like don't criticize, how much better could it be if we could use it as a sign of self-awareness to understand where it is we might desire to go deep inside, you know, where it is deep inside we long to go in our own lives. So I thought that was a really powerful point. And, you know, self-doubt in our own hearts probably is an indication that we aspire to do what it is we're doubting we can do and could also be a sign that we could point ourselves in the direction of facing what it is we doubt we can do because could it be that that is the thing that we are most passionate about that we do feel called to do and so if you're feeling criticism or critical in spirit or you're having self-doubt Those could be symptoms of it actually being resistance that you need to overcome, that you need to call out a full-on war with and be willing to get to the bottom of whatever it is underneath there so you can overcome that resistance. Now, the other hugest thing, a symptom of resistance, is fear. And he talks about fear being a food for resistance and how resistance feeds our fear. 
So I want to read you one more thing before we go into talking about how it is we could practically overcome resistance and procrastination. So on page 142, he writes, resistance feeds on fear. We experience resistance as fear, but fear of what? Fear of the consequences of following our heart. Fear of bankruptcy, fear of poverty, fear of insolvency, fear of groveling when we try to make it on our own, and of groveling when we give up and come crawling back to where we started. Fear of being selfish, of being rotten wives or disloyal husbands, fear of failing to support our families, of sacrificing their dreams for ours, fear that we will succeed. Fear that we can access the powers we secretly know we possess. Fear that we can become the person we sense in our hearts we truly are. I think that is so true. We are afraid. And the more scared we are of whatever it is that's on our list, of our work or our calling, the more sure it is that that actually is what we probably must do because the more resistance we feel, the more we are prone to procrastinate it, the more really passionate we are that it matters to us that we actually need to do it. Because if we weren't afraid, we we wouldn't care. You know, if we don't care about something, if it's not passionate, if it's not a risk, if it's not valuable, then we're not going to be afraid of doing it because it doesn't matter. But fear is another thing that we can use as a symptom that resistance is there so that we don't have to be afraid of what it is. We can know, oh, I'm feeling afraid. Just like if I'm feeling self-doubt or I'm feeling critical, let's use it as a sign to say, hey, you know, whatever it is under this, it's probably super duper important to me. And how is it I can uncover what that is, face what it is, And decide to just do it, to decide to just do the work, to not make any more excuses, to not make any more rationalizations, to not have any more distractions. We could even name what those are and actually lay the excuses aside to actually do the work that's on our list, to do what it is we're called to do and who it is we can become. Now, as we consider doing this, it's really important that we decide not to rely on the outcome to tell us whether the pursuit or the work was worthy. The focus needs to be on what it is we want to do, and we need to accept that God is in control and his purpose for us is beyond whatever it is that's on our list, and the outcomes can fall as they may. And we will defeat resistance by the mere action, by the mere choice to do whatever it is we feel called to do. And it's in that process of doing that is our greatest joy, not the outcome. The outcome of what it is is related to God and his purpose for us in the world. And defeating resistance, uh, you know, I work in labor and delivery. I just worked yesterday and we had some beautiful births, but man, Giving birth is a hard, hard thing. There are months and months of preparation, months of changes and bodies, you know, your body's expanding and growing and aches and pains develop and you lose sleep and it's, and, you know, heartburn comes and a myriad of other things that we could talk about. But in the end, all of that preparation, that suffering and difficult leads to the pinnacle moment where you're almost done and yet that holds the greatest resistance of birth 
in in the whole experience. And that's the same with anything that's on our list that we need to get done. The greatest resistance is going to come, the greatest fear, the greatest doubt, all of it is going to come the closer we get to actually accomplishing what it is that we've set out to do. Just like when we give birth to a baby, you know, I started Pitocin on my patient who was being induced yesterday and she didn't really have too many contractions. But when I left and handed off report to the next nurse who was coming on and she was, you know, laboring with those contractions that were being created, you know, the pain was increasing, the resistance was getting worse, and the experience was getting harder and harder and harder. And then as we, you know, become completely dilated, and it's time to push that baby out, the hardest work of all, I mean, if you've been with a mother giving birth, you will know there are beads of sweat, and it is exhausting, and they're out of breath, and they're thirsty, and they're irritable, and, you know, sometimes dangerous. And that is all without an epidural, of course. But, you know, the resistance is the highest, the closer we are to succeeding, the closer we are, and and succeeding maybe isn't the best word, the closer we are to accomplishing and getting to that point of where we want to be and getting that hard work done. It's so hard, but so very worth it. So I want to be in this with you, and I've already told you about this online course. I am going to be implementing these things with you as we go, and we're just going to figure this out together, and I just want you to know most of all that you're not alone. So practically, what can we do? First of all, we need to decide that it matters that we overcome resistance. We need to decide that we're going to master our fear. Now, it can never be overcome, but we need to let the fear lead us to know what it is that we're most passionately called to do, drop our excuses, and take action and trust that it will be okay. So what I want you to do, we're going to get out a pen and a paper this week. Now, I know you might not be able to do it right now because you might be exercising or driving or doing something, you know, cooking in the kitchen, whatever it is you're doing, you might be busy and that's okay. But I will um, make the list in the show notes for you as well. It'll be JackieWatkins.com forward slash episode 97, and you'll be able to find it there. Um, But what we're going to do, we're going to get out a pen and a paper, and I want you to set your timer for 10 minutes. You can set it on your phone or an old-fashioned timer, whatever it is. And I want you to put your phone on airplane mode so it doesn't bother you. I want you to shut down the computer and I want you just an old school pen and paper and I want you to set your timer for 10 minutes and make a list in those 10 minutes, rapid fire speed as it comes to your mind. What are the things, the list of things that you've been putting off, the things that you've been procrastinating that have been that low pedal tone in your life, that thing that you wish you had time to make time to do, but you just have, you know, felt defeated or had doubt about or criticized yourself for or whatever it is. I want you to make a big long list for 10 straight minutes, the things you're most apprehensive of, afraid to tackle, and I don't want you to overthink it. I just want you to write, 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 write until the timer rings. And then it doesn't have to be at the same time. It can be another time. Um, I need you to take that list. I need you to read back through it. And I need you to make a plan. I need you to decide at least one thing on that list that you're going to make a plan to do, that you're going to stop procrastinating, that you're going to fight the war against resistance, and you're going to put a date by that thing as to when you will have that thing done. And if you need to break that big thing into smaller steps, then go ahead and do that and put dates by each of those smaller steps. 
but I want you to pick only one thing and I want you to put a date by it. And then I want you to think of someone in your life and I want you to text them or email them or call them or vox them or whatever it is that you're going to communicate with them that you have a plan to accomplish this thing by this date. And I want you to ask them to ask you about it and on that date. So you have someone that you're going to answer to and then... I want you to sit down and make a time schedule on what part of which days you're going to work on that thing so that you can get it done. So the date that you set that you're going to have it done by, go backwards on your calendar and schedule out the different steps on the different days that you need in order to get it done. And then I want you to keep your commitment with yourself on that date that you said, I'm going to do this step. I'm going to do that step. I want you to sit down to do that step and set a timer with your phone off again and your computer off again. And I want you to do the work. And that's how we're going to fight our battle against resistance and procrastination. And we're going to do one step at a time together, you and me, checking off the little steps all along the way. Now, I want you to know, you might feel miserable having to start. It's like over your head, but I want you to keep going. And as you do the work, each of the appointments that you set with yourself, you're going to find yourself internally complaining. It's going to come back. But then as you continue to do the work and you just tell it no and keep going, you're going to see resistance is going to ease. Um, it'll be back tomorrow or the next time you sit down to do it. It's never going to go away, but we can overcome it. We can move through it. And um, you are not alone. So I'm going to do my list of to-dos just like you. I'm going to tell an accountability partner my plan, and I'm going to sit down and get it done. Because you know what? The callings that we feel that we need to offer to this world matter. And We are highly individual souls that God has created with a specific personal calling. We all have a job to do, a calling to enact. We have our own selves to become. Just like um, Paul writes in one of his epistles, he has planned good things in advance for us to do. I think that's Ephesians 2. And no matter what it is that you need to accomplish on your list, and if you need to start small, you should start small. You know, whether that's cooking a meal for your family once a night or buying those school supplies like I need to do, extending help to a friend. Maybe it's a friendship you need to reconcile and make a plan on how to do that. Uh, Maybe you even want to, you know, look into how to write a book proposal or write a book, whatever it is. I want you to dig deep this week to discover who you are, what you're passionate about. Listen to those symptoms of resistance and um, lean into them to discover what you are called to do, what's been on that list. And I want you to purpose to become that one step at a time because we shame the unique gifts that God's given us if we don't do it. And he's purposed and called us to do good things in advance. And um, the world is going to be missing out. Your family, your friends, whoever it is in your life is going to be missing out if you don't choose to overcome the resistance. So I want you to know, no matter what it is you're facing this week, you're not alone. I want you to face the fear, move through the resistance, do your work, do it scared, and do it as an offering most of all to God, for God as vessels of God, to love on the people in your world by 
displaying who it is you were created to be and the calling and the art you were created to make. And I can't wait to hear what happens. So you can always go to the show notes page and leave me a comment there on what it is that you've decided is your one thing. I would love that. You can leave comments in the show notes there. Um, If you want to be a part of our community Facebook group for the Mud Stories Gathering listeners of Mud Stories, you can go to facebook.com forward slash Mud Stories Gathering. And we'd love to have you join the conversation there. We'll be talking about this there. And just in general, I'd love for you to reach out on social media or whatever it is and let me know what it is you're choosing to conquer, what it is that one thing you're choosing to schedule out and get done. And I just want you to know, whatever you're facing, you are never, ever alone. I'm so thankful to be with you here in this place. And I look forward to meeting you here again next week. Have a beautiful day.